0: Welcome everyone, thank you for joining us for the Meet the Artist program, which is produced by the San Francisco Ballet Center for Dance Education. I'm Cheryl Osola, a writer for San Francisco Ballet, and tonight, Thursday, January 29th, 2009, I am in conversation with principal dancer Maria Kochakova. Please welcome her. I'd also like to welcome our podcast listeners. The Meet the Artist interviews um, are posted on the company website. So if you can't always join us here in the historic War Memorial Opera House, you can tune in via podcast at sfballet.org. If you came to the ballet last season, you probably have seen Maria dance, and you know all about her expressiveness and musicality. She was born in Moscow and trained at the Bolshoi School. She joined San Francisco Ballet in 2007 as a principal dancer, and before that she danced with Royal Ballet and English National Ballet. She has been a guest artist all over the world, and she has won six medals in international ballet competitions. Three golds, two silvers, one bronze. <laughs> She also competed on the new uh, TV show Superstars of Dance as a soloist on the Russian team, and she won a gold medal. Here at San Francisco Ballet, uh, her repertory includes principal roles in Giselle, Swan Lake, Nutcracker, four world premieres uh, from last season, Helgi Thomason's Anathema Paganini, Yuri Posakov's Fusion. Christopher Wheeldon's Within the Golden Hour, and Yorma Elo's Double Evil. Two nights ago, she danced the world premiere of Yuri Posikov's Diving into the Lilacs, and in Program 2, she performs William Forsythe's In the Middle, Somewhat Elevated. Thank you for being here tonight, Maria. So this is your second repertory season with the company. How big of an adjustment was it when you first came to the U.S.? Is it a lot different working here than in Russia and England?
1: Well, I have to say it wasn't as difficult as coming from Moscow to England. So, because I knew the language, I, I could adapt much quicker to everything.
0: Are there big differences in just working methods or conditions?
1: Well, I have to say when I was in England, I mostly was doing classical ballets. Which was really nice, but it gets to the point where you want to try something different, and you watch all these different ballets on TV or performed by other people, and you wonder, oh, would I be able to do that? And you know, it kind of some, something in your body goes like, oh, I want to try it. So, you know, it's it's very different here because we get to do classical ballets and contemporary ballets, and This is not easy, but I think it's great.
0: How about at at the Royal and English National? Um, They have fairly diverse reps, but there's more of an emphasis on the classics there, right?
1: Uh, In Royal Ballet, they have great repertoire, but I was there only for one year. So I didn't get to do all the ballets, just did classical ballets. Uh, And English National Ballet, we were doing mostly classical ballets.
0: So when you're on stage, um, you seem completely at home, entirely comfortable and in control. But I know that's not always true. So I just wondered, what have you done to achieve that? Like, what kind of a mindset do you kind of bring to rehearsals? I think that's
1: why we have rehearsals, so then you can go on stage and feel comfortable. That's why... It's very important to work really hard and concentrated and the way I take rehearsals, I think that I know every single step, every single look, I know what I'm doing, I know what I should do. So then on the stage, when I'm on stage I can just relax and dance without thinking about pointing my feet or you know, thinking about my arms or turnouts or anything that any technique. So it's just going out there and enjoying and dancing. Because if you, I think if you try to, if you dance, you cannot think about anything. It's just dancing. You cannot think about fifth position. or It all should
0: be done in rehearsals and studio. So in other words, preparation. Yeah. <laughs> um, your roles in these two programs um, diving into the lilacs and uh, in the middle somewhat elevated couldn't be more different. So I wondered if you could talk a little bit just about what it's like to dance them, your impressions of them, anything at all. I think it's
1: very important to do different things because every single ballet brings something new to your mind and to your body and it gives you more freedom. You suddenly for example, this in the middle it's so different, it's ballet into, the, into such an extreme that it helps you to feel your body to the point where, you know, it's never been, you know, you kind of have to stretch out everything and, like, point, and it's really strong. And then when you go straight after in the middle rehearsal the Swan Lake, you feel like, this is much easier, some things are much easier, but then arms should work completely different. You know, it gives you certain... Freedom, but there's always things where you have to you know, understand that it's a different ballet now.
0: Within the middle somewhat elevated, the partnering is, is so counterbalanced. It, it goes far beyond the kind of partnering that you do in a classical ballet where there's a huge element of trust. So I, I just wondered, at what point in rehearsals did you have that trust and <laughs> was it hard to get there? <laughs> well,
1: the strange thing is usually when I dance, my legs get tired and, you know, I'm out of breath. But within the middle, after my paddedo, I feel like I cannot move my arms because they get so tired. And I feel like there are 100 kilos on each arm. And that's, it's a very strange feeling. I've never had it before, but that's what it is because it's all of balance. And you have to push out and push in. And then when I have to leave my partner and dance on my own, I feel like I don't feel my arms and it gets to the point that I don't, uh, you know, I've never been, I've done Don Q and I've done Sleeping Beautiful Links, but I've never felt so tired. And I feel like I cannot move my arms. And you just, you know, it's nothing you can do about it. You just need to practice and practice. But yes, it's it's very different. But it doesn't take enjoyment away from it, I have to say. So,
0: so backstage, you told me you had an interesting story that about, about... <laughs> training at the at the Bolshoi School and lilacs. And um, I have to hear it.
1: Well, we were talking with Yuri about it, and he told me about why he called it lilacs, and that's how much it means to him, because at the Bolshoi uh, School, we have inside garden with lilacs all over it. And I just... Uh, and... Uh, We always have our exams, uh, ballet exams, in May. That's when it's, you know, just lilacs all over the place. So uh, the tradition is after exam, what you do, there's a thing in Russia. If you... You know how lilac has four leaves? If it has more than four leaves, you have to eat it and make a wish. (laughs) (laughs) So I was... I was eating a lot of them because you just—I remember we all, all the girls, all the boys, tried to eat as much as possible, so we would get a good um, marks for the exam because you wait while the judges discuss your exam, and it's about an hour, so we are all out there and eating them and like, oh please, can I get the highest highest marks? Can I get? It? And I said it to Yuri, and Yuri is uh, probably about, you know, twenty years older than me, and he's like. Yeah, I remember that. We did it too. And it's just, I guess it just, you know, follows. And it's, you know, it means a lot uh, to us. It brings the memories back. It brings the feelings back about how it was there when I was a kid.
0: Well, I wish you had told me that story. It would have been in the program notes. (laughs) If you're just joining us, my guest tonight is principal dancer Maria Kochikova. I'm always marveling at your musicality, and I wondered if you had any musical training as a child.
1: Uh, well, I started piano lessons when I was four, and I continued till I was 17 because we have it at the Bosch School. It's part of the lessons we take, like history of art, history of theater, history of ballet, uh, music history, and also piano lessons. So I was playing for a really long time but now I don't
0: <laughs> understandable.
1: <laughs> so
0: so tell me how how you got started in ballet and how old you are or you were
1: um I started uh when I was uh four with figure skating. And I did it for about two years and then at the age of six I think my mom um took me to the gymnastics. Uh, and when I was when I was 10, she just suddenly said to me, why don't you try to go and uh, do exams at the Bolshevik school? And I just started crying because I like gymnastics so much. And I said, you know, I don't like ballerinas. They just, you know, they just... Really you know they have short hair and they have big calves i don 't want to do it <laughs> that's what i said you know. <laughs> and i't i've never seen ballet in my life, so it was you know it was hard for me to judge uh, but then she said, you know if you're a gymnast, you'll have to stop before twenty because then you know it's just impossible doing it any longer uh and she said, if you're a ballet dancer, you can dance till 40 years old. And I said, okay, well, I'll try it then. So that's how it started. So she's, uh, she took me to the exams. It was three exams, and uh, I got through. I think I was, it was two, two, one or two girls out of hundreds to get to the school. So I was really lucky.
0: Because you're from Moscow, did that mean that you didn't have to live away from home, or does everyone board at the school?
1: Uh, Usually, people who uh, who live far away from outside of Moscow, they live uh, at the school, but I lived at home.
0: And were there um, were there any ballerinas that you especially wanted to be like when you were when you were a girl?
1: I remember, you know, it changes changes every year. Maybe not every year, but every five years. You know, you see different things in dancers which you don't notice. I don't know, maybe it depends if you grow and your taste changes. But I really, really liked Maximova when I was at school and Kopakova. That's, you know, and I still do. Still do.
0: Okay. So, um, what came most easily to you in terms of your training? And what did you struggle with?
1: Nothing came easily to me. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I don't remember ever trying something. Oh, it worked. Somebody said oh, it was perfect. Don't do it to anyone else. No. I never happened like that. I don't know. I think um, maybe I like to dance. You know, I, I like to move and um, I can copy really well. But uh, no, I don't think it was easy. Nothing was easy. No, oh,
0: not for me. <laughs> okay, and, and how about now? What what would you say what's your what do you work most at and what's your biggest joy? I think
1: what I enjoy working on most when somebody tells me, No, you cannot do it, this is not for you. That's when I do everything just to prove that I can do it and I'll do it more than I possibly could do, the thing that actually suits me. I don't know what it is, but I I enjoy breaking myself and um, trying to find the sides which are not natural for me. And I think it's the most enjoyable process to realize how much your body can do, how much your brain, mind can do. Um, It's probably one of the most interesting processes in our job, to be able to create, to be able to be different in everything we do, to be able to bring out your feelings.
0: So it sounds like you make a real effort to to push yourself and not let yourself just be comfortable
1: well comfortable is too easy comfortable doesn't always look good but i think uh, i don't want you to understand me wrong you have to find you have to push yourself and work through it to find the comfortableness in dance because that's what matters but you can't just come to the studio, try to do Swan Lake, and be, oh, yeah, I'm comfortable. You know, it's not that. You, it's a lot of work to find this and roll when you actually feel, I don't know, it's hard to explain. I'm still, you know, I'm still thinking about this myself and trying to understand how it works. But I guess I will never understand that. It's something that you do every day. You doubt, so you try new things, so you, and never stops. You learn as you go.
0: You mentioned that you trained in um, you had art history and, and music history and those sorts of things at the Bolshoi School. So are there any other, are there any particular art forms that you feel have really influenced you most as a dancer or, or do now?
1: Well, you, you never know where you can find inspiration, really. You, you have to try different things, and you know there might be things. It just something clicks in your head and you're like, "Yeah, why didn't I think about this before?" So I try to see as much as possible. I try to read as much as possible, but I do enjoy watching films and documentaries very much. And I think reading books it, it gives you kind of a school of what it can be, of what other people, how other people felt, other you know, just a different view in other people's lives.
0: So it's anything that is going to kind of broaden you. Emotionally and, and artistically is going to be brought into your work? It's...
1: Well, it, it was a funny story. When I first I had to do Giselle, I, I was 18, and I didn't know how to do medicine, and I just, I, just, I just didn't. I didn't know how it feels. I didn't know how, you know, I just didn't have this in me. And one of the dancers uh, from Royal Ballet, Tamara Rojo, Maybe some of you know her. She said, uh, why don't you watch film Dance in the Dark? Is that right translation? Mm-hmm. Dance With Bjork? Mm-hmm. Uh, Dance in the yeah, Dark. Dance Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, just try to see the moods. Try to see how she behaves. And it's, it's not craziness, she said. You don't have to be crazy. It's just something, something different. So that was, you know, that, was, that made such a strong impression on me. That's how things which uh, don't, not even close to ballet, can affect your performance.
0: Right, that kind of crossover can come anywhere. I'm going to ask you one one more question, and then we're going to open it up to questions from the audience, and I hope you have lots of them. You danced in the televised version of Helge Thomason's Nutcracker, um, and then you did the Superstars of Dance. And I just wondered, those are two very different filming experiences, and um, what, were there any similar similarities whatsoever?
1: When uh, Nutcracker was filmed, I was so nervous. It was my first performance with the company. It was new stage, new audience, new choreography. So now I feel a bit more comfortable. But it was a big shock for me. And I'm really happy that uh, DVD is out and it was on TV. But I think in the end, what we as artists trying to do, we're trying to bring uh, what we're doing uh, to the people. You know how sometimes you look at the painting and you suddenly feel really happy, but not happy in terms of laughing, but something is so calm and nice inside. That's what art is about, to make you feel, make people happy and forget about their problems. Maybe bad things that happen that 's when it takes you away. I think this is most amazing that um, art can do, so doing it on TV, I think it 's just a chance for people who have never been to the ballet before who didn 't have chance it 's just a chance for them to see it, and you never know they might like it. they might you know start taking classes they might you know there were so many Girls, little girls, that wrote to me about 2000 after this uh, show, thanking me for doing this and how much uh, uh, they were inspired and they would like to be like I am, which you know, <laughs> I'm, you know, it's 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 just happy for me. And there was some others uh, that wrote to me and said thank you very much. It's just my. daughter, since she's so she cannot stop dancing at home. She wants to be a ballerina now. And I think that's what we're doing it for. That's, you know, that's the goal probably.
0: Right, a bigger audience. (laughs) I I would imagine the hardest part of it was when they shoved a microphone in your face. Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) I, I would like to open this up to the audience now. Yes. The question is, do you have a favorite partner and is there anyone in the company that you have not yet danced with that you would like to?
1: Well, All the partners are very different. They're all really good here, but I think each partner brings into the role different things. And when you do it with a different, any the same role, but you do it with a different partner, it's I don't feel the same, and I don't think performance looks the same. So you always find new things with the new partners. So I think it's really good. It's a really good thing. And I think I've danced pretty much with everybody, apart from. Probably really, really tall partners.
0: <laughs> what wow. is your favorite classical ballet to perform?
1: It's, it's a very hard question because I, I try to answer it. I think we're about to do Swan Lake in a few weeks, and this ballet has to become my favorite. And I think that's the way to do it. If I will have to do Sleeping Beauty, it will have to become my favorite because I'll have to put everything into it and love it as much as I can. Even if I think, you know, I cannot do it, but I have to find this in me. Anyone else?
0: Yes. The question is how she got involved with Superstars of Dance and was selected to be the Russian soloist. Well, actually, it's a m-
1: misery for me, too. <laughs> they just called me one day and asked me to do it. That's, that's <laughs> how it happens. I don't know how they found me. I never asked. I didn't have time, but... That's what it is. All
0: right. Well, I had one more question. Maybe you'll think of one while we're, while I'm talking. What role have you not danced that you would really love to?
1: I would really want to do Meyerling. I When I saw it, it was uh, my first full length I saw with uh, Royal Ballet and I just fell in love with it. Um, what ballet? Myerling by Macmillan. It's... It's very similar to Manon, but it's, it has a different story. And, you know, it's just, uh, I think it's a beautiful story. I wish maybe we can do it one day here in the company. And in um, one probably would be Romain Juliet. I just didn't, I didn't happen to do it yet, but
0: I wish one day. Well, that's in the repertory here, so you <laughs> never know. All right, last chance. Yes. The question is, uh, how did you like dancing Double Evil?
1: I loved it. I loved it. It was a a great experience. It was really different to things I've done before, but I enjoyed it a lot. It was great to work with Jorma as well because he's so inspiring. And um, just to be in a creative process. We were all really lucky to be able to have those 10 ballets, 11 ballets to be done for us and work with the choreographers. When I was in England before, we didn't often um, get to work with a choreographer personally, so you had to think, what would choreographer think, or how he would want to do, or maybe I should try this. Now, here, you have a choreographer who actually tells you how he wants it to be, and you just add your things, to, you know, your personality
0: to it. All right, any more questions? Uh, yes? When you're working with a choreographer, is there an opportunity for you to have any input into the rehearsal process?
1: You know, it's very different, which is with each choreographer. Some choreographers uh, come to the rehearsal and they know exactly what they want, and it's so comfortable and organic that it just, you know, happens. Some choreographers uh, like to see how you would do it. What you know, sometimes you try something on the side and. You know, he says, oh, I like that. Keep it like this. So, you know, something goes wrong, and you're like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean to say to do that. And Kirk suddenly tells you, oh, I actually like it. Keep it. So, you know, you never know. It's very different.
0: All right. We have time for one more, if there is one. Yes. The question is, um, do you think there's any advantage to Russian training versus U.S. training?
1: Well, I think the difference is that uh, training in Russia is... Much more demanding, and there's a situation if um, you know, something what uh, would be taken as a rude thing here is uh, we taken as a criticism, and uh, you know, in a way, it pushes you more. It's like kind of if you don't, there's so many people who want to go to the ballet school, so if you don't want to do something or you're not happy, there are 100 girls who want to be we will give everything to be on your place. So it's a bit different. But I think you have to work hard to be able to achieve something. Nothing nothing is easy in life. And, you know, for this one moment, for this one performance you get, you work really hard just to enjoy it on stage. So I think, you know, it kind of pushes you more when people tell you, you know, you have to do this and that, this is bad, bad. And then you're like, no, I can do it. I want to do it good. And it's different, but,
0: you know... It's all for the best. Well, it's clearly very effective. (laughs) I want to thank you all for coming tonight, and please uh, do visit our website, sfballet.org. Thank you, Maria. Thank you.